Hi folks, this is Adrienne A. Wallace and you have reached me in the life room. Thank you for joining. I wanted to share with you some thoughts that will be really reflective and effective, I think, as we look at life, love, and career. I've always believed that intimate relationships are vessels. And they're vessels that bring about a new birth of consciousness and really personal transformation. I personally think that we come here to the earth only because we're angels, fallen from a higher dimension, a better place, a more serene place. Some people may say that that's heaven. We're simply being given a second chance. And I really think that the second chance, this deja vu, is one of the reasons why when you're around elders, they tell us that there's nothing new that we're doing. There's nothing new under the sun. The only thing they say is new is these smartphones and our dances or something like that is what they say. Anyhow, back to the notion of second chances. Us being here on this planet now in the present time is a chance to change ourselves and the world for the better. I also think about nurturing, and I think nurturing is spiritual practice. And so when we're in a relationship, and it's a nurturing relationship, there's ongoing spiritual practice. But above and beyond that, when we have to leave a relationship of any sort, social life, personal love life, or career, we feel like something has been broken and our spirit is a bit incapacitated. Sometimes it's because we're carrying another person's energy and another person's energy can feel like excess baggage and it's something that we simply can't afford to carry. It's as though we're trying to lift a 757 into the air and too much weight just is not an option when you're looking to do that not when you're looking to take off. Beyond that, when a plane is even in the sky, or rather about to get into the sky, what does the flight attendant instruct us to do? The flight attendant will say, if the plane seems to be in jeopardy, the oxygen mask, which folks, is synonymous to a chance to save yourself, the oxygen max will lightly drop in front of you. And they ask you to take that oxygen mask, cover your mouth first, begin to breathe for yourself, and then administer the help to others after you've taken care of yourself. Folks, we simply are not any good to anyone if we're not breathing right for ourselves first. When that plane is in the sky, the situation can change dramatically. Where it felt before like we couldn't take off if another person was weighing us down, it now begins to feel as though holding a plane in the sky is too big a job for just one person. You need a co-pilot. You need attendance. So if we're smart, we ask for help. When something's about to take flight in our lives, or we've got a big journey in our lives that we need to take, we ask for help. And when we don't get that help, 
we believe, or at least our ego believes, that when we don't get the help that we ask for, we're not being loved. But what we need to realize is that there is something called partners. And what partners are, are two or multiple people carrying that same singular load. Two wings on the same plane. Two people doing a job that's just too big for one person to do alone. A group of people coming together to lift a car that went into a ditch. That's partnership. It's necessary because things go wrong. Right now, our planet is being bombarded with a really powerful energy. People are being given tasks that are too big to carry alone. And this is not so much for our physical selves to carry alone as it is for our consciousness and our hearts to carry alone. We are sitting in a time when life itself is being transformed at the very deepest levels. Sometimes you can do all the physical work by yourself, or you can hire somebody who's temporary or find others to help you to complete it temporarily. But at the end of the day, all, all of us, all of us long for someone to stay with us for the duration, to be there for the full sequence of the journey, someone to understand it all with us. When this happens, there tends to be happiness. There's this mischievous, belly-busting laughter. And sometimes you may have even painful tears that you cry out of relief. And at the end of the day, those responses are responses we long to do and have with someone who truly understands the depth of what we're doing and someone who wants to do it with us and, in dem- and is demonstrating the need and the desire to do with with us at every turn. This doesn't mean that they had to grow up like we grew up, that they have to worship God as we worship, that they have to be educated in the same way or at the same level, that they have to like the same people, clothes, food, or other aesthetics and material things. It's just the love for your very soul that has to be deep, endearing, and true in order for partnership to occur. The goal and achieving that goal and the impact and the results, that has to be in common. Partners actually need to love each other. They need to love each other's souls and they need to feel comfortable with them even if nothing ever changes with that other partner. And I mean, this is not just romantic. This is in general life and career people. Care about the souls of the people who are partnering with you, who are working with you, who are helping you bring to life and to fruition those things that you're trying to do. Those those people who are helping you birth a new consciousness. Those people who are helping you with public, personal, and professional transformation. I personally 
in romantic relationships have loved the very soul of a man before. And in some ways I still do. But in one scenario, I found that a man that I was dealing with didn't feel comfortable in his own skin. And so he had to disconnect from mine in areas where I needed him to be bounded. And there were even other times when I simply didn't trust a man in my life with my soul. So as they say, I made it my soul to keep and I couldn't share it. And we do that in romantic relationships. We do that in business relationships. We withhold information. We may have new knowledge, new concepts, and we withhold that because we don't trust people to do the right thing with what we know, what we've created, what we've innovated with the network of people and the resources that we may be able to avail to them. And it's not healthy. But guess what happens? If you are very, very lucky and you're prepared for it, an opportunity, you will have the experience of being with someone where you are one of two hearts beating in what feels like the same astral body. It is like if you have a pain in the neck and you would call your partner um, just to simply ask if they were okay, but not mentioning that pain. And they would mention a similar pain, but that they were getting relief and their relief lends to your relief. It sounds weird, but this does happen. You use your eyes and he or she uses his eyes, her eyes, and they really find that there is only one being there. It becomes the law of one with two different bodies to provide optimum functioning across the planet, across the business landscape, across the network of opportunity. But functioning in the physical world, that person will see what you don't see, is observant and protective in particular areas, is versed in particular areas where you may or may not be, and you are the same in opposite places for each other. There is balance within that partnership. Physical separation is always going to be experienced in instances of partnership. And in this situation, as the fantasy and illusion that it is, separation is not real. In cosmic terms, what it actually is, is an exhilarating space for you to observe who it is you are and who it is they are. How you move should be reflective on how it impacts that person who is your partner. So it's not the field of your physical body, it's beyond the body. You are actually okay with this once you understand it but you ache to be with your partner, to see your partner, to interact with your partner. Hence the need for lunches and business meeting and face-to-face -face and eye-to-eye -eye contact. Unions like this, folks, unions like this are like coming home again. 
when you go to see that person, when you meet up with that person, when you talk to that person, when you work with that person. And the union is an enchanted partnership. So it seems as if you live in a whole new world that is different from everyone else's because you are out to achieve really great things in this partnership. It can be really wonderful, but you have to make sure not to get too caught up and lose your way. Don't forget the disciplines of love. Don't forget to be an artist at love. Don't forget the disciplines of business, to study, to read, to learn, to network, to interact, to share, to be competitive. Enchantment is not just a facet of romance, but it's a new planetary consciousness that people can reach. It's not something that friends or lovers in California or New York or Florida or Philadelphia feel or people on Wall Street feel when a new company gets the ring the bell. It's beyond the confines of a certain place. It is about the psychic womb out of which we born a new humanity, a new consciousness, a new way of doing things. Enchanted partnerships create a lot of great things. In romantic relationships, enchanted partnerships produce enchanting children. Enchanted partnerships in business produce enchanted environments. And if we're really lucky and committed, it produces great lovemaking in our personal love romantic relationships. And if there's marriage and family planning and all of that going on, we end up with children who grow to be enchanted beings who create more enchanted environments and make for a better world. And that's a forever thing. So the consciousness of doing that is what we need. When we think about children, it is definitive that children tend to reflect the feeling that the beings that made them had together or for each other at the time of conception. They reflect the intent of the biological parents. They will in turn recreate the world for good or bad. They'll explode the myths and the former lies and the former times before them. They'll receive their inheritance of an endless wealth or immense ongoing poverty. They'll receive the inheritance of love or satisfaction or peace immeasurable or misery. It's what we invest our energies in that our offspring show to the world and become to the world, period. I spent a weekend one time with an eight-year-old girl whose father I understood was no longer or wasn't really ever in her life. She, she didn't really know who he was, not clearly anyway. And she's both enchanted and troubled. I couldn't help but think about the energies of her conception. So you see, if you take a child and you touch a child that you know was brought here in the trance of extreme love and still them long enough, Hold on to that little child. You will literally feel their heartbeat. 
And if he or she, that child, is okay with you doing this and you can put your hand over their heart and still them long enough, you will feel that little heart dilate. Tell that child that love brought him or her here. And I hope it's true. But if it isn't, folks, here's the thing about enforcing that type of consciousness. It changes the world. It's an outpouring of spiritual light. It's what we should do when everyone comes into a new space with us. New employees need to understand that a desire for the perfectly matched candidate, the person who probably can do this job like no other person, is what brought them there. We're looking for the best and we feel like you were that. And that's what brought you here. It changes the entire energy of a space in such a big, big way. That person, if it's a child, will amaze you and will relate to you in really dramatic ways. You turn on the radio for a child who has been told that they've been made in love and is enchanting and you'll notice that he or she will sing um, along with whatever music might be on the radio. He or she will sing what we sing. They will know what we know before the age that we came to know it. He or she will be wise beyond their years, but still innocent. They will go about the world replicating a love that people don't feel is reality. And you know children like this, and they're to be embraced. And you know friends like this, and they're to be embraced. And if you've been lucky enough to have a lover or a spouse or a partner like this, they're to be embraced. And if you can't embrace them, it's because you don't believe that you are embraceable. Treat people well because that is what their hearts always remember and that's what the energy that they carry out into the big wide universe. Nothing is more important than knowing that all of our relationships have an intimacy about them. All are vessels to bring forth a new birth to the earth and a new consciousness. Remember this and do your part. I thank you for joining me in the life room. Namaste.